Good morning, everyone. It's good to see each one of you this morning, and it's good to be back with you. I hope all of you had a a great Thanksgiving last week, and uh, we did with our immediate family down in the Nashville area, so uh, thank you to Nancy for bringing the message last Sunday. As we've already heard, this is the second Sunday of Advent, and our theme is... There we go. Restoration is near. You're going to hear that enough this month that by, the, by Christmas time, you all will be able to answer that question. <laughs> Restoration is near. And, and today, we are looking specifically at what it means to prepare the way for the Lord. We heard that in, in some of the scripture that's been read already. But let's turn together to our main text today, which is in the book of Romans, the 15th chapter. Romans 15. While you are <clears throat> turning there, I heard a funny story this past week that I'll share with you. This mother uh, had gone to the grocery store, and she got home, and she was unloading the groceries, and her young son quickly pulled out the animal box of animal crackers that he had begged her for in the store. And so he took out <clears throat> this box, and he was spreading all the crackers around on the kitchen table. And his mom said, what are you... Uh, what are you doing that for? <laughs> the boy said, well, the box says that you can't eat them if the seal is broken. So I'm looking for the seal. <laughs> I thought that was a, a cute little story. The way kids think sometimes, or we don't think sometimes about the way things are worded sometimes, I guess, either. But, uh, okay, Romans 15, 1 through 7, Paul he wrote this letter to the church in, uh, in Rome from the city of Corinth around 57 AD. And he was actually hoping to make a trip there to Rome after he visited Jerusalem. And last week, uh, Nancy talked about uh, Romans chapter 13. And uh, he wrote there about the day of the Lord being near and how we need to wake up and we need to uh, live decently. And of course, clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. I saw some of your responses to that last week. And so today, these verses in Romans are uh, talking about preparing the way for the Lord through loving other people and building other people up instead of tearing them down. So let's see what, what Paul says here in Romans 15, 1 through 7 says, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not please, not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good, to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement that they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude and mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. So that with one mind and one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then. Just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. 
<clears throat> it always amazes me uh, during the Advent season how many of Isaiah's prophecies have come to fruition in the birth of Jesus, the ministry of John the Baptist, who made the way for him to come, and then, of course, the ministry of Jesus the Messiah himself. We heard some of those verses earlier, of course, from Isaiah. We're going to hear them each week, actually, as a part of our, our scripture reading. But today, what we were hearing, that uh, we were hearing what the Messiah was going to bring into the world when Jesus came. Wisdom, understanding, righteousness, and peace. Those are just some of the fruit that he was speaking of. And so he was, he was, Isaiah was preparing the people for what to expect when Jesus the Messiah would come. Now in today's passage in Romans, Paul is sharing what that should look like as we live in the light of Christ and we prepare for the second coming of Christ that Jesus, of course, has talked about and, 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 and proclaimed in Scripture. A part of that preparation that he speaks of in these verses is how we treat others and how we relate to others. And the example of Christ that we leave with others. Sometimes, you know, people are very good at making preparations for things. And then at other times... Not so much. You know, I think we've all experienced both sides of that. Maybe in our own life and with those we work with or, or whatever. But preparation is always a huge key if we want to see progress and we want to see growth in our Christian life. A few months ago, I was watching a, a documentary on the History Channel about the first transcontinental railroad that was built in the United States between the years of 1863 and 1869. It was very interesting as I watched that to see all of the people that were involved in that and some of the behind the scenes deal making that took place uh, as that was being built. But in order for those trains to be able to uh, expand and go west, they had to build the railroad. I mean, without, without the railroad, they would have continued to rely on stagecoaches and horses and just the feet of people to get there. Well, it was in 1869 that that last gold spike uh, was, <clears throat> excuse me, ceremonially tapped. It was tapped with a silver hammer and the resulting... Uh, the result was the coast-to-coast -coast railroad connection, which basically, at that time, revolutionized the settlement and the economy of the American West. But for that to happen, for all of that to happen, and maybe, you know, that played a big part in where we are today, even though that was many, many years ago, over 100 years ago. For that to happen, it took a plan it took preparation, it took progress, and it also took patience. And those are the four uh, P's that I want to use this morning as we think about what these verses are calling us 
to today as we think about preparing the way for the Lord. In Romans 15, Paul, he specifically is speaking about preparing our minds and our attitudes and our relationships for the way that the Lord desires us to live together in this world. So first, we need to plan for that to happen. In our Christian walk, you know, perhaps a better way to say that is we need to love others as Christ has loved us. Verse 7 actually says that specifically today. But we also, we have to have a desire for growth. And we have to have a desire to have right relationships between people. When Paul wrote this letter to the uh, church in Rome, it was a very diverse church at that time. Of course, there were Jews and Gentiles as a part of it. But there were also the rich and the poor. There were also different viewpoints in the church. There were different cultures there. There were different races there. There were also those who were very strong in their Christian faith. And then, of course, you had those who uh, were, a little, were maybe weaker in their faith. Or did they, they did not profess as strong a faith as what some others did. So how, you know, how do you blend all of that together into community? That was the challenge. And that actually is still the challenge for us uh, today as we live in a very divided and oftentimes very unaccepting world. We need to plan on how we are going to bring those relationships into existence. Even if we sometimes doubt that it's possible. And I know sometimes, you know, we, th- we think, oh, that's not ever going to happen or that's impossible for it to happen. But with Jesus, all things are possible. We need to remind ourselves about that. But we need a, a plan so that when those possibilities come, we are ready. And we are prepared to react in the way that we need to react. I'm sure that when they built that transcontinental railroad, you know, there were, I'm sure there were people who thought that it would never get completed. Um, but there were also those who, they had a plan, they had a vision for what they could see in the future. And that is what they were working towards. And so we need to envision what Isaiah was speaking of when he talked about that wolf living with the lamb. And that leopard that's going to lie down with the goat. And of course, the little child, we, we know that that's Jesus coming as, at Christmas. The little child to lead them and to lead us. When Jesus, the Messiah, is involved, these things that seem so difficult and maybe even impossible to us, they can happen. Different races, cultures... And even (coughs) political viewpoints can work together if we plan for it and if we desire for it to really see it happen. Sometimes that might mean uh, that less is more, you know. Um, 
This week I noticed one of those digital interstate signs. As you're driving along, you see them once in a while. They change the messages on there. And the message this week, if you saw it, or I don't know which day I was driving, but uh, it said, don't engage with angry drivers. Avoid road rage. And so <clears throat> what, that was, what that was implying is that it takes two people for that to happen, for road rage to happen. And so, you know, I was thinking, okay, well, we need to plan ahead that if that circumstance arises, I'm just going to let it go. Okay, I'm not going to instigate the whole situation to where it becomes something that it didn't need to, to be. And <clears throat> in many ways, we need to plan for self-control, which happens to, of course, be one of the fruits of the Spirit. Um, we also need to plan and be ready for those moments when restored relationships, when they are really ready to bear fruit. We need to be ready to be a part of that, to see it happen <coughs> and change. Excuse me, let me... So we have the plan. Then begins preparation. We need to prepare. Ben Franklin once said, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. And we all know that preparation is important, but yes, sometimes we fail to do it. Uh, what are some of the things that people prepare for? Just yell them out. What are some things that people prepare for meal i heard one over here hosting weddings babies vacations good i mean <clears throat> that list could actually be quite long if we if we kept it going of course a uh, couple things that i thought of was you know a certain career path if you're going to go to have schooling or want to go a certain career path, you usually plan and prepare for that to happen. When I think of our children, you know, we plan or we prepare for our children to be set up to succeed in various ways as they're growing up. Uh, we need to prepare that for them. And then, of course, you know, people prepare for natural disasters, uh, financial challenges, and even some people prepare for doomsday. Uh, you've probably heard or seen the TV show that's called Doomsday Preppers. Now, some of them might take it just a little bit too far <laughs> when it comes to preparation. But even though uh, they might take it to the extent, we know that preparing for these things is a good thing to do. Some people pay little attention to it, though, and that, that is a concern. It's kind of like uh, I was thinking about the airline uh, steward who, you know, before the flight tells everybody what to do if the plane goes down. <laughs> and uh, how many people actually pay attention to what they are saying? You know, they're up there doing it and I realize they have to do it. But uh, some people are probably sitting in their seats and they're thinking, if this plane goes down, then none of that's going to really help me anyway. <laughs> but uh, I was interested that... Uh, I found out that in stressful situations in life, 
they, there is what they call this 10-80-10 rule. And it says that in crisis situations, 10% of the people are going to panic and do things which are counterproductive um, or act in ways that actually harm themselves or other people. Then there's 80%. What do you think 80% of people are going to do? 80% actually just freeze up and um, become like statues or maybe try to just ignore the situation or ignore what's going on around them. And then there's 10% of the people that will have a plan and they will take appropriate actions to increase their chances of survival. And so if that 10-80-10 that rule actually holds up in many life situations, then we need to pay extra attention to the words of Scripture when it speaks of preparing for Christ's return and then living for Jesus while we are still waiting here on earth. We need to be a part of that, that last 10% that have a plan and they're taking action and they're making uh, progress. Paul here says that the word of God is what teaches, teaches us those things. Verse 4 said, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement that they provide, we might have hope. And you see, throughout God's word, we see examples of how to live. We see examples of things uh, not to do in scripture. And we see the lessons learned by those believers who have gone before us. You know, we talk a lot about, in the church, talk a lot about Abraham and, and Noah and Ruth and David and those great heroes of our faith. But they also had to learn things as they went along. <clears throat> Their stories are actually in the Bible so that we can learn from them. And we can see that God can take imperfect people who make bad decisions and restore them for God's purposes. In this coming year that's ahead, I hope to preach some messages on some of those Old Testament heroes. Um, so you may be hearing, we may be hearing more about their stories uh, in this coming year. But restoration is always near for those who will turn to the Lord with repentant hearts and show a desire to live for him and follow the ways of Jesus. I want to say that again. Restoration is always near for those who turn to the Lord with repentant hearts and show a desire to live for him and follow the ways of Jesus. The Lord can restore any broken relationship in your life if you will prepare the way for that restoration to take place. The problem often arises when <coughs> we go our own way, <coughs> excuse me, or we avoid, you know, these opportunities that God places right in front of us to make things right or to, to make things better. So being prepared in the context of our faith means that we show a desire to grow, that we show a desire to learn, 
and that we show a desire to live as Jesus has taught us to live. All of that is a part of preparing the way for the Lord. Preparing your heart and your mind and your life as a whole for how God wants to use you and bless you and keep you prepared for his restoring work that's ahead. And then after preparation, of course, we, we need to see progress. We can make good plans. We can prepare very well. But at some point, there needs to be progress toward the vision or the desired outcomes. We talked about that a little bit this morning in our congregational meeting. We have a vision here at church. I'm not going to go into that, but, but that's a good example. We can talk all we want about lifting up the weak and, and loving our neighbors and building others up. But if we're not making progress in those areas, we're not really gaining any ground. So we need to ask ourselves, are we trying to avoid things like favoritism? Are we spending time with others who are different from us or maybe having conversations with them to understand where they're coming from? Do we accept others where they are at like Jesus does? And then, you know, do we try to find common ground and, and, and fellowship? <clears throat> if we struggle to do some of those things, maybe we can <clears throat> observe or pay attention to how others are trying to make those things happen. If we think about relationships and, and so on, there are many bad examples out there. We know that. But there are also some very good ones if we pay attention. And we can actually learn from both of those as we progress in our own life. What to do, of course, and what not to do. Today, when people want to learn something or how to do something, where, where do they usually go to? Google? Library? YouTube. Okay, that, YouTube is where I was going, but those answers are all correct. Um, you know, you can go to YouTube and you find several examples of how to do. I did it just this week in a couple different instances. I had situations at my house and I used Google and YouTube to figure out how to do it. <clears throat> that works great when you're like wanting to refinish a furniture piece or fix something in your house or in your car. Um, but for how to go about building others up and having the same attitude as Jesus, those are examples that we find in the Gospels as we hear what Jesus has to say about them. Social media <clears throat> might be a good, uh, might be a place for us to share those good examples, but it, it's usually not a good place to learn them. Um, I, I had always heard, you know, that, well, there's just a lot of negativity out there and hateful speech out there in general. Uh, and I, you know, I kind of gave it a, a notion some years ago, but then when 10 to 15 years ago, when social media comes along, wow, I, you know, you can really see how that, that is true, how much negativity and hateful stuff 
people will put out there. It's very unfortunate. But as Christians and as followers of Jesus, we need to show a different way. This past week, uh, before the U.S. men's soccer team played Iran at the World Cup in Qatar, uh, Captain Tyler Adams uh, was asked a very direct question by one of the Iran reporters. And uh, first of all, the reporter kind of criticized him for saying the name of the country uh, incorrectly. I actually learned something because I've always said Iran. I don't know how many of you said Iran. Well, apparently the correct pronunciation is Iran when you say that. So anyway, um, but this reporter from Iran asked uh, this question of Tyler Adams. He said, are you okay to be representing a country that has so much discrimination against black people in its own borders. And I don't know how many of you saw this in the news and so on, but I was so impressed with the answer that this 23-year-old gave to him. So calm, well-spoken, and you can tell he's biracial. Uh, his mother is... Um, his mother's white and his father was black, but he, he, he grew up with a white, his white mother and a white step, stepfather. But um, this is what he said. He said, first of all, my apologies for mispronunciation, the mispronunciation of your country. That being said, there is discrimination everywhere you go. You know, one thing that I have learned, especially from living abroad in the past years and having to fit in and simulate with different cultures is that in the U.S., we are continuing to make progress every single day. Like you just educated me now on the pronunciation of your country. And so he said, yeah, that's, it's a process. As long as you see progress, that's the most important thing. And... <clears throat> You know, he said, we are not there yet, but we are making progress each and every day. And I hope that can be said of us as Christians as well. Our attitudes, <clears throat> our relationships, our example may not always look like Jesus, but that is our goal as his followers, right? That is our goal, and we need to continue to make progress towards that goal. And so hopefully that is happening in, in our life. So after we plan, prepare, make progress on what verse 5 encourages us to be, we then have to practice patience. And I'm not going to say a whole lot about this because um, next week we're going to talk more about patience in, in the message and with the scripture. And so, you know, we oftentimes wish we could just snap our fingers and just make everything right. But we know that that isn't often how it happens. And so we need to make, <coughs> excuse me, we need to make sure that things are right in our own minds and with our own attitudes and actions toward others. And so these questions on the screen are just something for us to think about. Are we treating others as, as we want to be treated? Are we seeking common ground with other people? Are we accepting one another just as Christ has accepted us? That's almost word for word what verse 7 here in Romans 15 is, is encouraging us with. 
And, <clears throat> you know, sometimes these things take time. And, and we have to be patient with other people. We have to be patient with ourselves. But at the same time, we need to make sure that there is something happening that is changing us, that we are asking Christ to change us in, in how we relate to other people and, and how we are loving other people or, and uh, those things. Now, <clears throat> I want to end by saying that doesn't mean that, of course, we're going to agree with everyone on everything. We know that is not the case. And Paul here is not saying unity at any price. Um, we can have Christian unity only when the essentials of what it means to be a Christian are believed and lived. I think that's important for us to remember too. But these, these verses are also calling us to, to bear with the failings of the weak, to build other people up who need to be built up, and to show the way of Christ in the world. And so... That last verse that we read this morning um, shows us how to prepare the way of the, for the Lord. It says, accept one another then, just as Christ has accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. And so, let's prepare the way for that to happen. Amen? Amen. Let it be so. Our song of response this morning is number 366 in the blue hymnals. If you want to turn there at this time, 366, we'll stand together and sing verses 1 and 4. And uh, the short verses of this song proclaims what we need in order for these things to happen. Grant us wisdom, grant us courage for the facing of this hour. After we sing, I'll close this with a word of prayer. Let's pray. Lord, we, we pray that you would be with us as we go forth from this place today. Help us to, to build others up and not tear down. Help us to be preparing the way of the Lord through how we react and respond to each other. Uh, may we build our relationships up in the Lord. And may we ask Jesus to help us with all of those relationships that need to be restored. Because we know with the Lord, uh, restoration Thank you for all those who brought food and uh, just bless the fellowship time that we will share together.